This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you during these turbulent times. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. It's, as I've said before many times, it's always a blessing to be here with you every week to talk about the the various issues that are affecting us in our community, our state, and our nation. And of course, right now, um, we have both dramatic and traumatic events taking place that uh, rival anything that's really taken place in our lives. So it's especially great to be with you now and, and, and share these great guests we have with you and just share some thoughts with you as well. And of course, our and as we remain dedicated to our mission of protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country, our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, our criminal justice system, our, our legal system, which is founded on the concept of innocent until proven guilty and uh, rule of law. Have some great guests for you. We'll get introduce them in just a moment. Before we go to our guest, of course, I want to you know continue to share the great news that our friends and our sponsors over at Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster are now open. They opened, of course, last Tuesday, May 26th, the day after Memorial Day, and they've already, as you might expect, been very, very busy. They are it's great. They are very pleased to welcome back their loyal friends and customers, and I encourage you to get over to visit. I know many of our listeners are loyal uh, friend, customers of Christmas Prime Staping Lobster. If you haven't, if you're not, if you haven't been there, I urge you, now would be a great time to make your first reservation, and you can do that at 407-645-4443. Also, I would want to give a shout out to our friends over at Florida Door Solutions. And as we've said before, Florida Door Solutions, as an officially designated essential business, is still on the front lines serving their customers and helping to keep our Central Florida economy moving. To find out more and to find out why Florida Door Solutions has been once again voted best garage door company, just visit FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com, or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR, and please be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now, I'm pleased to welcome to our program, to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, uh, an, an outstanding elected official who will be making his first appearance on our program. I'm sure he's no stranger to you. In fact, he's one of the more interesting and colorful personalities in our central uh, in our central florida political uh, system in our elect among central florida elected officials i'm speaking of course about seminole county tax collector joel greenberg and uh, joel thank you for joining us today it's great to have you oh it's a pleasure to be here thank you for having me and real quickly i heard you mention christner steakhouse oh we, we could talk about christner's for a whole segment what a great place to go eat they have probably the best food in Central Florida, and, and they're not even paying me to say this, so that's, that's fantastic that you're affiliated with uh, Christner's. I, I uh, wholeheartedly support that uh, that establishment. What a great place to go eat. 
Thank you for sharing your your on uh, uh, insights there. Absolutely, and it's just a, it's also such a warm and inviting environment too, and especially during these uh, traumatic, uh, difficult times, it's great to have a place where you can just go and relax uh, among old friends and um, and and friends uh, and family, and um, you know, just have a great evening. But I appreciate your comments uh, about our friends over at Christner's. And why don't we uh, just start? And I'll um, you know, start this way, uh, Joel. And you know, it's I've followed your career. I mean, before I followed you, before you even you know, got involved in politics and, and and ran for office, I remember listening to your radio show or, or shows over the years, um, which were always very interesting and entertaining. But I, I, the, what I'd like to, what I would share with our listeners, or and many of them already aware, or uh, but I would say suggest that. You seem to be someone who operates uh, pretty much outside of the political establishment, and specifically the, the Seminole County political establishment. Uh, first of all, is that an accurate characterization? And and if so, can you talk about you know your approach to to serving as an elected official? Well, yes, yeah, yes, sure, certainly. So, well, first I want to address, and I, I mentioned this prior when we talked. If you were listening to me in my radio days, and, and you really were bored and had nothing going on, but. Uh, <laughs> No, we had fun. You know, radio is radio is a passion of mine. I love it. Uh, that's sort of how I kind of segued into politics was, uh, you know, doing uh, doing radio for a number of years. Even growing up, listening to uh, Rush Limbaugh and and the like. Uh, you know, going to school with my mom. Um, so it's it's one way that you can reach people, and it's it, it, it's a uh, it's a very intimate form of communication. People choose to listen to what you have to say and. Uh, you know, seg- uh, segueing that into into politics is, you know, there was a, an opportunity for me to to make the leap into uh, local government, uh, into a position that has a daily impact on on a lot of people. And, and at one point or another, you know, if you live in, in the county, you've got to interact with the office. And you know, I I felt that there was an opportunity to bring some, uh, some technology and some innovation to a specific part of uh, local government. Uh, and uh, I was correct about it and so far the results have, have been overwhelmingly overwhelmingly positive with some of the changes we've made over at the tax collector's office trying to you know, make it more efficient and you know we understand that uh you know, the last thing that people want to be doing on on their uh, their day their lunch break or weekend is spending time sitting in a government office so we try to get you in and out as quickly as possible with the uh, most efficient and uh most pleasant customer service around but you know it, it is it's uh it's interesting coming into the political world here where I didn't go through the normal channels that a lot of people would who are starting off either at a local uh, soil and water or one of the lower you know, elected spots or boards that traditionally people would go to. I kind of came in uh, swinging for the fences, you know, so to say, and uh, you know, brought a message that resonated with a lot of people on some of the things that were going on in this office and, and, the things that needed to change and, and, you know, being the right person for the job. And there are a lot of people who are very entrenched in this area when it comes to local politics. And, you know, I found that those who make the most noise, especially in local politics, really represent a very, very small uh, percentage of the overall voter, you know, uh, electorate. And, you know, as, as with many groups, you know, normally the loudest people in the room are, are normally the weakest people in the room. So I've also found that to be interesting. But so far it's been, it's been, uh, it's been an experience that I've, I've really enjoyed. Uh, I, I take it personally when people tell me they had a great experience or they really noticed the improvements. And then also anytime somebody's had a, uh, an experience that we wish we could have done better, I, 
I try to step in when possible and address those concerns and try to fix it, you know, so it's done right the next time or done right for the customer at the moment. Fringe, we're glad you're joining us today. You're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Our guest is Seminole County tax collector Joel Greenberg. He's in his first term, actually the last year of his first term, and he is a candidate for re-election to serve as Seminole County tax collector. And I'd like to pick it up there because, um, as I said before, you've been an interesting person to observe, especially in the political arena, and you challenged uh, a longtime incumbent uh, tax collector you know, and one of the things that I learned from my experiences back in the day, uh, as a, as a as a candidate, uh, as an outsider, was um, you know that's in certain circles, insider circles, that's something that's really not you're not supposed to do. Um, but um, anyway, I'd just love to to hear about about your experience and 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 see what what was it that that motivated you and led you to seek the tax collector position uh, to begin with. Well, that's a good question. So. Let's go back to 2016. In March of 2016, I had recently gotten married to my wife, Abby. Uh, we had recently exited the broadcast media world. We sold our company, got bought out by a larger company. And, you know, I was 31 years old at the time. And um, after we got married in, in March, uh, I was like, okay, well, now what? So uh, I was doing a lot of fishing and playing golf and kind of still searching and and we hadn't even been on our honeymoon yet. And uh, I, I happened to purchase a, a used boat and went into the local tag office and became rather frustrated with with how long it was taking and some of the inefficiencies that I noticed, at least at the local office at that time uh, in Altamont. And uh, I had, had always had, was fascinated with what was going on in 2016 as far as the overall political climate, you know, the year of the outsider, you saw Donald Trump surging and you saw this establishment uh, candidate in Hillary Clinton that time that was entrenched and really was, for a lot of us, we viewed it as the the moral direction and the the soul of the nation in which direction we were going. So a lot of the national sentiment also came down to the local level where we we had, uh, you know, a a, a tax collector who was here for 28 years and had been... uh, involved in a, in a lot of things within his office and tax certificate sales and things that had been well documented and yet even openly admitted while they may not have been illegal they were certainly unethical a lot of things he was, he was doing so um you know i i, I um, met with actually grant malloy uh, it was introduced to grant malloy through me friend who was running for clerk of the court at the time and you know, i hadn't even really decided to run for office and uh, the more i talked to grant you know, and learned about what he was doing i I said, you know, I think I could do this. So I was studying the the local field of candidates as far as, you know, what offices were up and, and who was running. And the more I focused in on this tax collector race, you know, the more I learned about it and the more I believed it was an actual place that I could effectuate change. Some people want to run for office because they want to be somebody. And I, I wanted to do it because I wanted to see, you know, something done. I wanted to accomplish something. I wanted to be able to actually you know, realize and see the, the fruits of, of the, you know, of our labor so that was one place that I thought we could start. And you know, Grant had actually run against uh, the previous tax collector before in 2004 and then lost by a very narrow margin. And so the more I learned about it, the more I became convinced, uh, you know, through talking to my family and through prayer that it was the right move to make, even though my mom and my wife cried and begged me not to run for office. <laughs> everyone told me I was crazy for doing it. Um, I felt a conviction and I was 
I was uh, not afraid to fail. And I think that's one thing that's really important in politics and in life in general is, is you know, there the, the are fears that we as human beings have. And one of those fears is the fear of uh, failure. So in my own personal life, you know, I had I had already hit rock bottom. You know, I'm a recovering addict. I, I've been clean since September 29, 2010. I had a, an addiction to uh, pain medicine, and um, you know, I had gone through my my ups and downs, and and, and what I believe was rock bottom in life. So I, I had a different perspective on what it meant to fail and what it meant to persevere. And then really, at, at that point, I was riding a high of just getting married and. You know, so many things going right in my life that I, I believe that this was a calculated risk that I was willing to take. Uh, so I just felt fun to the campaign. You know, there was a certain amount that I was willing to put into it. Uh, you know, at a certain point with any campaign, you can you know, put a, a billion dollars into it and it doesn't tip the scale. But I, I realized kind of you know, what my budget was, who my voters were, and what the message was going to be. And, and that's, that's what I focused on, you know, in 90 days. So in 90 days, we uh, took out a 28-year incumbent who, at the beginning of the campaign, was probably the most popular elected official in, in Seminole County, maybe Central Florida. And uh, you know, through our uh, our effective uh, efforts, we were Might able to, to go over. We were able to uh, influence people to get to the polls and to vote. And I'm, I'm proud to say that we had the, the smallest undervote there on the ballot, so the 16 many more people showed up to vote for that specific election than uh, any of the other local elections. Thanks for sharing that uh, insights into your entry into politics. And uh, we'll continue to speak with Seminole County tax collector Joel Greenberg on the Roger Franklin Williams Show when we come back. Please stay with us. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to be with you during these turbulent times. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. Of course, the Roger Franklin Williams Show is, is the, the program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, and country. And obviously, as we see, as we are seeing uh, rather explicitly now, those traditions are under attack. You know, they've been under attack pretty much since 1776, literally in some form or fashion. Um but now they're you know dramatically under attack and even physically under attack, so it's um, very very difficult times we're, we're in right now. And um, you know personally, uh, my perspective is the first um, it's, it's it's you know is to is to rely on God, to rely on our faith first of all to help see us through, and then also um, to rededicate ourselves. Uh, that's what I'm doing, rededicating myself to belief in our. Uh, the rights expressed so brilliantly in our Declaration of Independence and our Constitution of the United States, uh, uh, starting with the individual liberty, understanding that our liberties come from God and um, that government here is, is to protect those liberties uh, and not to um, not to dictate to the people. And the people are, are in our system, of course, our government. The purpose of government is to serve the citizens, not citizens serve the government. And of course, as we all know, that was revolutionary in 1776. And it's perhaps even more revolutionary today. Um, we're pleased to be speaking with Seminole County tax collector, Joel Greenberg. We're going to go back to him in just a moment. Before we do, of course, I want to let you know about our friends up at Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair, which of course is your one-stop center for all your lawn and garden needs for anybody in the uh, greater Apopka, Northwest Orange County area, South Seminole County and South Lake County areas. 
also, I hate to be the one to uh, bring this up, but it's a fact and it's a reality that we all have to deal with is June 1st is the beginning of the 2020 hurricane season, the official beginning. And the guys up at Apopka Moore have everything that you'll need to, one, prepare for a hurricane season and then, uh, if necessary, to uh, for after storm cleanup as well, including generators. I encourage you to get up and see them. They're located at 2975 West Orange Blossom Trail. That's Highway 441 north of Apopka between Plymouth Serena Road and the 429. Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. It's where they sell the best and they fix the rest. Be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. And also want to give a shout out to our friends at Glenn Tatum Septic Service. Still on the road as an essential business serving their customers and Offering and providing 24-hour emergency septic service. Find out more at TatumSeptic.com. That's TatumSeptic.com. Or just give them a call at 407-814-9098. 814-9098. Let's go back to Simone County tax collector Joel Greenberg. Yeah, very interesting. Thank you for sharing your account of, of you know how how and why you entered the political system. Um you know, the road that you took there rather dramatically. And it's, you know, it's very rare, as as, as our listeners know, for uh, an outside candidate to uh, to defeat an entrenched incumbent candidate. And um, you worked with Grant when he pulled off the same feat, uh, you know, about 20 years ago. And, uh, you know, as a self-described outsider, I always love to see the new blood coming into the system and shaking things up. And that's certainly what you, you've done um, since you've entered the political arena. Now, can you, Joel, can you talk about when you took the position, what were some of the goals that you wanted to accomplish? So, you know, off the, off the get-go, we wanted to immediately focus on, uh, you know, the website and really analyzing where a lot of the traffic was coming from. You know, the waiting times were much longer than uh, the, the, the office operates in a unique position. There, it's a, uh, an agent of uh, many states. Uh, departments. You know, we work with the Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles, uh, the uh, Agriculture from, uh, Department of Agriculture, um, uh, many others, the Fish and Wildlife, Foreign Revenue, so on and so forth. So, you know, we're uh, where we do state services at the local level, driver's license, tag, title, all that fun stuff, and it's just you know, riveting to talk about. But it really comes down to like, okay, well, who are the people here in Silicon County that we need to focus on most? So before I came into office, anybody from outside of Summit County could come to Summit County to have a driver's license transaction performed or a tag or a title. And that was one of the areas that that we wanted to focus on, specifically the driver's license because it was clogging up the line. And uh, I didn't think it was fair for Summit County uh, uh, residents to have to deal with long lines for, you know, people coming in from Orange County because of Orange County's, at the time, inefficiencies. So that, that was something that we immediately put in place. We we, we built a wall uh, so Orange County residents could no longer come to Silicon County to have the driver's license uh, transactions. We do still take some of the tag and title because they're they're uh, easier and, and much quicker to perform. But you know, for a long time, we had people coming in, especially when there was a huge uh, migration of people from uh, Puerto Rico coming due to either natural uh, disasters, hurricanes. Um, and they show up with no documentation, and these are people that we have to serve. So it takes three hours, sometimes four hours, to perform a civil transaction. And, you know, look, that's, that's, they're in a terrible position, but they need to go to the county that they live in, and their tax collector, and he needs to be the one that needs to serve them. 
not hog our lines. You know, we lose money in those transactions. Tax collector's office is self-sufficient when it comes to how it operates. We we earn uh, a, a fee or a commission off of each transaction of the form, and those equate to enough revenue to where we operate the office independently of tax revenue, unlike the other constitutional officers. You know, they're... They don't bring in money per se, like the sheriff, you know, or the supervisor election. So we 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 have a volume based business uh, where you know we're we're we operate very much like a business. And you know, any any revenues at the end of the year that we don't that we don't spend, we're required by law to turn over to the, uh, the county, which is not earmarked for anything, and they can spend it on whatever they want. That was one of the tricks my predecessor had. He would inflate his budget and uh, you know spend spend money back at the end of the year. And they would spend it on these pork barrel projects, and uh, I put an end to that. So, you know, initially there were some headbutting at some places between the county and myself. They weren't even aware of exactly how this office operated. Uh, and so it was it was a wake up call for a lot of people when I came in, and, and basically saying that the way things had been done it will not be done moving forward. Um, you know, so that that was one of the first. Um, Things I realized is that you know my predecessor was here so long that nobody ever questioned him on anything he did. Uh, so that you know that was that was uh, a lot of the headlines at first. You know there was a lot of headbutting going on, people trying to position themselves up here for uh, you know little power struggles. But I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in making sure that you know we keep our wait time short. We focus in on areas that bring in the most revenue in the shortest amount of time, and we're able to provide those services at a level that Simmel County residents have come to expect. Uh, and, and we maintain that to this day. So we've increased online transactions, you know, by immediately focusing on the website at 70% since taking office. That means people are no longer having to come in as much. And we decreased wait times by 50% while still adding two, uh, two new locations and double the capacity of size there. So, um, you know, we, we measured everything. We made data-driven decisions. And so far, uh, you know, the, the results have been uh, received very well. That's great. Thank you for giving that, that, that insight into your approach as and bringing in fresh ideas and new blood as you come into the, as you took over in the Seminole County Tax Collector position. Friends, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're glad you're joining us. Right now we're speaking with Seminole County Tax Collector Joel Greenberg. Later in our show, we look forward to being joined by Seminole County Supervisor of Elections, Chris Anderson. And do we have time for one more question? We've got about three to four minutes. And First of all, I welcome anything you'd like to say um, that you'd like to share about you know, your reelection uh, w- with citizens, uh, if you want to, if you want to do that. But also, I have another question I want to take this opportunity to ask. And as I've observed you, you certainly uh, have your own style, particularly of dealing with the media, um, media, you know, certain elements of the media, if you will, uh, mainstream media locally have, uh, you know. I'd say been somewhat negative or, you know, not super positive. That's not exactly the right phrase, but, and you don't seem to really care about that. I mean, you certainly seem to be someone who isn't concerned about what the, you know, the media says about you, good or bad, particularly. Can you, can you share your insights on, on your approach to. Yeah, certainly, you know, you have, you have uh, various local media outlets that have really become propaganda and tabloid talking pieces for the radical left wing of this country. And it's sad to see what's happened in the state of local journalism, national journalism, journalism in general has become so divisive. And the majority of that has been, uh, you know, they've been taken over by radical left wing, uh, you know, operatives. So the writing and all the content that comes out has to, has to you know, be steered to please the 
the higher ups, but you know these same institutions that are attacking conservatives or anybody to disagree with are also losing millions of dollars, and they're having to lay off people because nobody's willing to pay for that type of garbage. You know, there's so much content that's readily available, you know, for free in other areas uh, that they don't really have to subject themselves to that. You know, it's, it's ironic. It's the same, the same hippie whacked out. You know, back in the day on drugs. Uh, you know, that type of you know Americans. You know, from the '60s or '70s. Uh, you know, they used to rail against the establishment, but now they've become the establishment to an, to an extent. If you look at the media, a large part of the government, the educational system, you know, a lot of our courts and the arts, you know, they're, they're still self-destructive, and they don't even realize it. You know, and earlier you were talking about, you know, how important it is or the importance of, you know, faith in God. And, you know, I, I want to point out that, you know, in ancient Israel, the country was, was really strong when it had healthy kings, Strong and healthy when it had kings that that you know, had moral, uh, you know, God fearing people. When the kings in Israel were God fearing and moral, it was strong, but it was weak. You know, whenever the kings were 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 evil. And anyone who thinks America is an exception of this is is in for a rude awakening. Um, you know, it's, it's we're, 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 there's a, a real struggle for our our nation's soul right now that's going on. And it, it, you see things like 60 percent of children come back to an empty house today, and you realize that you know families. The British society, I and mean, you understand why the left want to, they want to continue to hammer away at these bricks. You know, they would rather see you know, this nation of people divided and completely dependent on big government than a nation, you know, being strong and, and, and self-sufficient and self-reliant on families. So there are a lot of things that even out of a local office like this, I have the ability to speak on things that have nothing to do with the office that I represent, and it resonates because I believe that what I say. You know, people uh, receive it well, and there's some truth to it. You know, there's, there's to an extent, there's no left and right. It's right or wrong. And we have a, a large portion of people in this country who are just dead set against America. They hate capitalism, so they hate this country, and they would much rather you know, see us turn into a social socialist society than anything else. And they're willing to do whatever it takes to, to, to do that, and it's sad. So we have to have more people... You know, running for office and speaking out against you know what's going on, and willing to to take the backlash of, of the, the left wing propaganda tabloid. You know, just to, to say that there are good people out there still who know right from wrong and are willing to get out there and put their neck on the lines because this is a great country, it's the best country on earth. There's no other country that provides the type of opportunities and is as kind as this country can. And it's sad to see what's going on right now. You know, with with a lot of the violence uh, that's occurring. Um, but the media has a large part of that, and your 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 next your next uh, your next uh, guest, Chris Anderson, is a wonderful human being. I mean, he is just an outstanding person who has has a true rags to riches story. I mean, he'll, he'll tell you his whole story. But you know, he had the pleasure of working with him for you know almost two years, and and he's a God fearing man. He's a he's a veteran, the uh, first African American constitutional officer in Summit County's history, and we're lucky to have him. He's done an outstanding job. So I think that's fantastic that you're having him on. And uh, you know, we've got some great people in office in Summerlin County. And if uh, the voters would tune out the noise and focus on the product of work, I think that we'll continue to head in the right direction coming these elections. Well, I appreciate you sharing all that. I agree absolutely a million percent with you about uh, where the sadly where the media has gone. And I'm speaking as a graduate of the University of Florida School of Journalism and Communications, it's just really uh, it's heartbreaking to see what has happened to the so-called mainstream media, more accurately, as you said, characterize it, the left-wing media in our country, the ultra-extreme left-wing media now. Um, 
and also appreciate appreciate your comments here. And certainly, I agree with you about uh, you know remaining faithful. And you know, I, I think Ronald Reagan said it best was. Uh, you know, the the day that America ceases to be one nation under God will be the, the day that we become one nation gone under. And so it's yep. uh, wise words that we had, should take heed of right now. And yeah, I appreciate your, your, your perspective about the, the kings of Israel. Well, since it's been great to speak with you. Sadly, we're out of time, but look forward to catching up with you soon and having you back again soon to share great th- these great hey, things any- with our listeners. Absolutely. Anytime. Uh, pleasure to be here. And I'm always available for you. God bless. Take care. Appreciate it very much. Friends, Seminole County Tax Collector Joel Greenberg. We're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we'll look forward to speaking with Chris Anderson, Supervisor of Elections in Seminole County. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you. During these turbulent times, thank you for the opportunity to join you, of course, on our program, The Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Please to be joined. We'll introduce our guests in just a moment. Also, just as was the case with Seminole County Tax Collector Joel Greenberg, our next guest is making his first appearance on our show. We look forward to bringing him to you in just a moment. Before we do, though, of course, I want to let you know about our friends over at Sheeler Auto Repair and let you know that if you are looking for a place that will care for your car, truck, SUV, any other vehicle with old school honesty, professionalism, and dependability, I urge you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. No job is too big or too small for the guys at Sheila Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheila Auto Repair. In fact, that's where I take my car, and I've been taking it there for about 20 years. If you're looking for somebody that that you can trust, that will give you the security when you take your car in, that um, they will fix it properly and fairly, Sheila Auto Repair is the place to go. And you can find them at 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopka. Sheeler Auto Repair. Please sure to tell them. Be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. And want to say thank you because I know you're doing that because I hear great reports from from you um, dropping by to see those guys all the time. I also want to give a shout out, of course, to our friends, Dr. Patrick Saint Germain, Saint Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com. Dr. Patrick Saint Germain has been voted best chiropractor for now 15 years in a row. To find out why, give him a call at. 866 when in pain. That's 866 when in pain. Dr. Patrick St. Germain. When you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 866 when, when in pain. Now let's go to our next guest, Supervisor of Elections for Seminole County, Chris Anderson. Chris, thanks for coming over. It's great to see you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I'll have to tell you a little bit. I don't know if your ears are burning, but our previous guest, uh, Tax collector Greenberg said some nice things about you in, in his well, segment, awesome. actually. So he talked about how he appreciates the opportunity to work with you, and it's, it's been great working with you since you've been on board. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, I'm probably the only constitutional officer that has served in other constitutional offices. So, you know, this would actually be my third one right here in Seminole County. I work for the sheriff's office. 
I work for the tax collector's office, and now I'm here as uh, the supervisor of elections. Now, and you are uh, for re-election, you're serving your first term. You were actually appointed by the governor That's um, after the previous uh, tax collector resigned. Can you just, first of all, talk about, um, you know, since taking office at that time, what, what, have, what have been your goals, your agenda, and, and, and your approach to handling the supervisor's office? Well, you know, we want to make sure that we continue to give the highest level of service, and we want to improve on that service each and every time that we deploy assets out into the field and deliver democracy to now 320,000 voters. Uh, My approach has always been to continuously analyze our process, that people make the process successful, not machines or technology. We use it to complement what we do, but at the end of the day, we have to continuously uh, analyze our process, figure out how we get better, focus on not so much of what we did right, but how we can improve. And can you talk about, say, the circumstances that led to you uh, you being named? I, I mean, in terms of you're, you're being selected specifically by Governor DeSantis. Of course, uh, you know, previous sure. collector, uh, supervisor was Mike Cartel. I personally hated to see him resign. thought he was right. doing a great job. But anyway, that, that, that did occur. And what was it, do you feel, that, uh, you know, that made you a candidate in, in, in Governor DeSantis' eyes and, and ultimately the candidate that he selected? Well, I'm... Uh quite sure that uh, the governor and I, we had some folks that served on both of our uh, campaigns previously, um, and his uh, press secretary, uh, his deputy general counsel now, uh, they, well, I believe he's a former press secretary now, but they all knew who I, w- who I was and that, uh, and they knew my story. And I think uh, when a vacancy came up in Seminole County, um, uh, I am very humbled to say that uh, my name was on the list. Um, and it was quite a surprise to get a phone call uh, January 17th from the governor's office regarding uh, uh, being asked to serve as a supervisor of elections. But nonetheless, um, I took that opportunity and I was happy to answer the call. Uh, I've done it before in other capacities. And, you know, uh, my bottom line is, is very clear. Improving the quality of life of others around me. Uh, you do that in many different ways. Um, I happen to be doing it now as a supervisor of elections because make no mistake about it. When a person votes, they believe that they're improving their quality of life. They're making choices that are in their best interest and giving them the option to do that is great. So to answer your question, I, uh, having those people in common and folks re- recognizing uh, my capabilities uh, put me on the list and um, I'm grateful that the governor gave me an opportunity. And, and um, you, Joel Greenberg was was sharing with us a little bit. Said you had a very interesting background. Could you share? Would you like to share a little bit about that with us? Sure. Uh, you know, I grew up uh, raised by a single father who, uh, despite his best efforts, uh, uh, abused drugs and alcohol. Um, I would come home and there'd be crack pipes all over, uh, beer cans, and. You know, I had a choice. I could have been in the backseat of a police car, but I chose to be in the front. Uh, I'm, I didn't allow my circumstances to dictate my future. Instead, I decided to work hard. And uh, I enlisted into the United States Army. I served my country uh, after the terrorist attacks of September 11th in Afghanistan. Uh, and I came home a combat veteran, decided to serve in law enforcement for uh, almost 13 years and 
Uh, it was the greatest uh, opportunity of my life to uh, to serve both uh, in the military and uh, in law enforcement. And that's what built this strong foundation of selfless service. And it solidified my patriotism. And now here I am uh, at the forefront of it, uh, giving everyone an opportunity to vote. First of all, thank you for your service. Thank you. I think as Appreciate I mentioned on, before, there's nothing that we can do as citizens to to really fully repay uh, you know those who put their lives on the line to defend our security and freedom. Absolutely. The, the least we can do is, is say thank you and acknowledge it. And, and uh, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. And can you talk about um, getting into law enforcement? And, you know, did you enjoy working in law enforcement and, uh, you know, making that decision to, to you know, continue that path after you, you so, know, got out of yeah, the military? Absolutely. It's very interesting. Um, I uh, got into law enforcement much this way of being uh, the supervisor of elections. Um, although I did put in an application, um, I actually put in an application at the Indian River County Sheriff's Office to be a call taker. But um, the folks there saw something in me, and one day they came to me and offered me to uh, be sponsored to go through the police academy. They would pay for the sponsorship, and they also offered to pay me a salary. Um, and that's what I, is so interesting about my, my entire life story is that I've, I tell this uh, in a speech uh, at the commencement uh, speech uh, for um, Seminole State College that nothing that I've done has really been by my choice. When I grew up as a kid, I wanted to be a pilot. And I was in flight school when I got the opportunity to serve in law enforcement. And I uh, answered that call. And I became a, a law enforcement officer, uh, uh, first starting out my career at Indian River County Sheriff's Office. I'm very grateful to the sheriff for giving me that opportunity. And, you know, here I am many years later in the same, you know, and it kind of worked out the same way. Uh, you know, here I am, uh, you know, looking forward to maybe running for office and getting involved and figuring out a way to make things better. And. Next thing you know, I'm uh, being asked to serve as a supervisor of elections. I didn't grow up wanting to be the supervisor of elections. Never thought that that would be something that would be in, uh, in my capacity. But that's kind of how my entire life has been. Um, so I've s accepted the fact that um, it is my job to continuously work hard to improve the life of others. And I do it in any capacity that I'm in. And I just happen to be the supervisor. Thanks for sharing a little bit about your personal background with us. Yeah. Thanks for speaking with Chris Anderson. He's the current Seminole County Supervisor of Elections, and he is up for your election this fall. And before we go to break, our first, our next break, Chris, we've got a couple minutes. Sure. What can you share? Um, maybe one thing, one or two things that as you are running for re-election that you'd want the citizens to know about what you've been able to accomplish since you've been in office? Well, you know, no pressure, right? So my first countywide election was during a worldwide pandemic. And my heart, go up, my heart goes out to all those affected by it. I know it's been a very trying time. But Seminole County, we were able to conduct a, a countywide election. We didn't lose any of our precincts. We, uh, we did have some election workers that called off, God bless their hearts. But we had... Uh, almost 600 that still stood in the fight and showed up uh, for us on Election Day. And I just want to thank them. I always take the opportunity to thank them for their selfless service uh, to Seminole County. But we were able to accomplish our mission 
which is to provide elite services to the voters of Seminole County uh, without lo- losing any of our precincts. And uh, that didn't wasn't the case for many counties in Seminole. And I believe that's because of the, the, the relationships that were built prior to and the dedication. Um, my job as, as the leader of the organization is to develop trust with the employee, with the staff members, and also to make sure that they have what they need so they can carry out their job. And that's what I continue to do. And I'm looking for ways to uh, innovate the office. Um, I think we can both become environmentally friendly as well as fiscally responsible. And I'll talk more about how we can do that uh, in, uh, after the break. That sounds great. Friends, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Our guest right now is Chris Anderson. He's the supervisor of elections for Seminole County. He is up for re-election as well in this election year, which I suspect will be a very uh, interesting, to say the least, election you know, locally and nationally and statewide. Before we go to break, of course, I want to tell you about our friends Vito and Rhonda over at Network Sound and Video. Of course, as you know, that's where they can make your memories last forever. And if you are like I am, you have boxes of old, outdated, great memories, wonderful, cherished memories on outdated media, so outdated you can't even watch it. You don't even know what's even on there anymore, or even if it's still um, watchable. Video Videotapes, uh, 8mm tapes, uh, film, cassettes, uh, as well as pictures and slides. Well... Vito and Rhonda at Network Sound and Video can take those, they can digitize them, they can get them immediately up to speed on modern media, 2020-style media that you can use very, very easily. And then now is the time to get the, the great time to gather those things that you have up, take them over to Vito and Rhonda, and have them transferred to CD, DVD, or thumb drive so that you can watch and share with your family and friends once again. You can find Vito and Rhonda at Network Sound and Video at 407-834-8555. That's 407-834-8555. Of course, you can find them at uh, 2520 Ronald Reagan Boulevard uh, in Longwood in the Big Tree uh, business area. And uh, you can also uh, find them, of course, online at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. We'll be right back on The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Please stay with us. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's wonderful to be with you tonight during turbulent times in America. Of course, Roger Franklin Williams shows where we talk about the things that take place in our community, our state, and our nation. And we do that from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, and country. We also, as you know, from day one, going back to 1998, pay a very strong focus, have a very strong focus on local politics, politics in Florida, specifically politics right here in our local communities in Orange, Seminole, Brevard, and Lake Counties, Volusia Counties as well. And that's, of course, as you can tell, that's the focus of our program today. It was great to have Seminole County Tax Collector Joel Greenberg make his first appearance on our show earlier, and I personally very much enjoyed that, and I'm sure you did as well. Certainly hope you did. And now we're also speaking to Seminole County Supervisor of Elections, Chris Anderson. We're going to go back to Chris Anderson in just a moment, 
Before we do, though, of course, I want to give you another word from our friends over at Florida Door Solutions and let you know that in addition to being Florida's best garage door company, that in the best America, American tradition, Florida Door Solutions gives back to the community. Florida Door Solutions supports high school sports, Little League Baseball, and other youth sports and youth activities in our community. So when you're ready to find out why Florida Door Solutions has been voted Best Garage Door Company, give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. And be sure to tell them Roger Frank and William Sinchin. I'll also, of course, emphasize that they have a large, both large, both commercial and residential divisions. So whether it's, uh, you need, have, need garage door repairs or new doors for your business or for your home, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. And, then, and also you can you also find them at FLADoor.com, of course. And then, of course, I want to remind you once again about our friends over at Glenn Tatum Septic Service. Glenn Tatum Septic's trucks are still on the road providing vital services, septic tank services, for Central Florida residents. And, of course, at Glenn Tatum Septic, their goal and their mission is to provide their customers and community with a company whose top priority is professionalism, courtesy, and quality while creating new and lasting relationships through honesty, integrity, and hard work. Glenn Tatum Septic, still offering 24-hour emergency service. Find out more at TatumSeptic.com or give them a call at 407-814-9098. That's 407-814-9098. Glenn Tatum Septic. Now let's go back to Seminole County Supervisor of Elections, Chris Anderson. And uh, Chris, now we were talking a little bit about, you know, of course, about the time that you've served already um, as a Supervisor of Elections in Seminole County and also a little bit about re-election. Can you talk to us a little bit more in depth about, you know, your goals and your vision if you were to be elected, re-elected Supervisor of Elections? Well, I think one, you know, one of the things that I've I've uh, consistently looked at is how to update and innovate the agency, but do it from a, a fiscally responsible manner. I don't think that's uh, a good idea for the taxpayers to uh, necessarily have to always carry the burden uh, for us to to innovate. Uh, and that leads me to uh, looking at, you know, a lot of the election laws require us to do different you know, types of mailings different types of uh, newspaper articles. But as we've seen, a lot of the those things, newspaper articles are uh, kind of a thing of the past in terms of how much people consume that information. And also, too, with our mailing, not as many people are looking into the mailbox as they once were. So, you know, uh, your bill companies, you know, your Duke Energies, FPNL, they all allow you to go paperless. So to do a countywide mailer for us is about $200,000. Uh, with your voter information card. So if we can look to maybe asking the legislator to uh, to allow us to use technology to our benefit, I'm exploring the option of having a vote seminal app where folks can opt in to receive their voter information card digitally. So now it's on their smartphone. They can see all their information. And also with the vote seminal app, we can personalize the voter guide So you know exactly who your representation is from the city all the way up to uh, your federal representation. And in doing that, we can uh, 
reduce the amount of mail. Uh, the mail and the printing and binding is our largest parts of our budget. And if we're able to reduce that uh, just by the use of technology, we are accomplishing se- several goals. We're saving the taxpayers money, and we're also becoming uh, environmentally friendly. I think that's a win-win, and that's something that I really hope to uh, introduce and bring to the Seminole County Supervisor of Elections Office. And um, I think this would be a huge accomplishment for the elections world because I don't know of any elections office that has their own app on their phone. Great, great idea, great innovative yeah. idea. Now, can you now another uh, huge topic before we go, friends, I want to remind you, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to have you joining us today. Our guest is Chris Anderson. He's the supervisor of elections in Seminole County. He's also a former military combat veteran, and he's um, up for re-elect. He's, he will be running for re-election here, and he'll be on the ballot this fall. I want to, of course, remind you about our friends over to Popka Moore and Equipment Repair. And as I said before, I hate to be the one to, to bring this up, but it's a reality, and that is June 1st was the official first day of hurricane season if we don't have enough yes. problems to deal with and worry about. But the best thing that we can do uh, as far as that goes is to be prepared. And a Popka mower and equipment repair is the best place that you can get prepared for hurricane season. Uh, they have everything that you'll need for both hurricane preparation and storm after storm cleanup. And I, they specifically have a great line of generators and I would encourage you to to give uh, you know give that a lot of thought. Um, you can get up and see them. They're a great they're great guys. In fact, they can whatever you get, whether it's a generator, chainsaw, of course, lawnmowers and power equipment tools. They'll help you get it set up. They'll um, you can do whatever you need, answer any questions that you have and help you uh, get started uh, with utilizing that equipment. You can find them at twenty nine seventy five West Orange Blossom Trail which is north of Apopka, that's Highway 441, between Plymouth Sereno Road and the 429. Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. They sell the best, and they fix the rest. And you can find out more at apopkamower.com. That's apopkamower.com. Now back to Chris Anderson, Supervisor of Elections for Seminole County. And, Chris, I would want to ask you specifically, we're hearing a lot about uh, you know, some, some quarters proposing mail vote by mail and that's a hugely uh, controversial topic obviously um that uh, we're seeing from all over the place can you just share your uh, your thoughts on that from from the perspective of supervisor of elections well absolutely now let me be clear uh mail in uh mail ballot elections in the state of florida is only authorized for questions or uh referendums uh to go on the ballot so you cannot, they are not used for any candidate elections. So in the state of Florida, we will not be doing a, uh, a mail ballot election as uh, as we speak here today. In my opinion, the time frame for any of that is uh, pretty much out the door because it requires a ton of material and preparation ahead of time. However, vote by mail has always been an option uh, in some form or fashion in the state of Florida. And around 2005, it changed to vote by mail from absentee, uh, which means that if you vote by mail is the only method of voting that requires communication from the voter to the supervisor prior to. So that means you have to send in a request 
And we have already validated that you are a person because you've registered, you've gone through the vetting process. Also, too, we've uh, verified that your address is your address. Um, Now, if there are concerns about the return process, keep in mind you can track your ballot. You can go to our website at votesimilar.org and track your ballot. You can always drop off your mail ballot at any early voting location during early voting hours in our drop box that's outside. There is someone standing there monitoring that box at all times. You can also bring it to the supervisor of elections office up until 7 p.m. on Election Day. So if you have concerns about it uh, not making it to our office because of uh, the mail carriers, you can always eliminate them by just bringing it directly to us. You can request a vote by mail ballot uh, up into uh, at the supervisor of elections uh, office. Um, You can do it in writing uh, 10 days prior to the election, but you can come in after that 10 day mark and request it over the counter. We'll give it to you. You can take it, go to the nearest Starbucks, have a cup of coffee, sit down and vote, and you can bring it directly back to us. That way you're ensuring that we got it. So, I uh, I vote by I voted by mail for the first time during the presidential preference. I chose to drop it off at an early voting site and put in the box my uh, my uh, vote by mail ballot didn't get any special handling or request. It went in with all the rest of them. I wanted to test out the process and it worked very well. We have about sixty seven thousand requests for uh, mail ballots uh, for the August election. And, you know, about 60,000 folks have voted by mail in Seminole County in the previous election, and it worked fine. So yeah, I do want to, before you have to go here in just a moment, I know a lot of people have concerns, and I would be one of those about, about the security uh, right. you know, of the of, uh, vote by mail and also the, the potential for voter fraud. So the way it works is uh, actually canvassing a vote by mail is open to the public. Uh, it's done in a very bipartisan fashion at the Seminole County uh, Supervisor of Elections Office. We make sure that um, uh, by law, uh, you cannot canvass vote by mail ballots unless the canvassing board is convened and they are present. So that means that uh, the canvassing board is comprised of the supervisor of elections, a uh, the chairman of the board of county commission and a county judge. Uh, one of those members has to be present at all times during the canvassing of the vote by mail. So, um, and again, it's open to the public. It's a very transparent, proce- transparent uh, process. Uh, so, again, uh, this is the things that you don't read about in a lot of the articles. Um, and it's, uh, but it's something that's uh, been on the books and is a law. Well, listen, Chris, it's great to have you join us here uh, for the I first time. We look, having, look forward to having you back again sometime soon. Well, look, if anybody Very has soon. questions, please contact me at 407-708-7761. You can call our office. I'm talking to all voters at any time. I will answer any questions they have. Wonderful. Thanks for being here, friends. Thank I want you. to thank you for joining us. It's always great to get together with you these few short moments we have every week. And I want to give a special shout-out, of course, to our guest today, Joel Greenberg, Seminole County Tax Collector, and Chris Anderson, Seminole County Supervisor of Elections, and, of course, Jeff, our excellent producer. Well, that's going to do it for our program. We hope you have a wonderful day.